What's up, guys? We're back for another episode of MBH Podcast. This episode, we had a fucking spiritual master. Jack Greystone goes by a bunch of other names, but I'll let him explain that part. Uh, we go over everything spiritual from cold plunging, sex fasting, and we, we kind of dive into ketamine a bit there, but I'll let you decide how to feel about that. Yeah, the, uh, the ketamine part was pretty interesting to say the least. But with that being said, shout out to the team at Cycle Water, keeping the boys hydrated day in, day out. It's always cycle, baby. Welcome back to the MBH Podcast, Money Buys Happiness, Season 3, Episode 7. Am I good? good. Okay. Season 3, <laughs> Episode 7. That's yeah. 21. That's my number. Let's oh, go. There we go. Well, listen, we've been sitting here chatting for about five minutes with our guest, Jack, Jack Greystone, and, and I'm completely mind-fucked already. He told me some shit that I don't even know, but anyway, we'll get into it. Jack, pleasure to have you, man. Thank you. Pleasure um, to be here, Anthony. Maybe just give us a rundown of uh, who you are, what you do, the whole the whole story from there, and we can dive in. Well, you only have an hour, right? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, if okay. We'll try to summarize it. <laughs> um, well, I'm a uh, local small business owner. I'm an artist. Um, I, uh, I own a studio like you guys called Wander Space on the East End. I rent it out for fellow creatives. Um, looking to kind of expand that like around the globe to be more of a more of a brand where people can get together and just kind of like create you know creators hub incubator that kind of thing um i'm an artist i'm an actor i'm a traveler and um i think that sums it up cool yeah Yeah, no i mean from from, just from the just from instagram like there's a lot going on seems like you've done a lot of different things (laughs) you've been a lot of different places yeah so i'm excited been a lot of different people too so yeah yeah, Um, i want to start it up i mean i i first found out about you and saw you came across you when you were modeling I maybe five six years ago on sorry, Instagram. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's, that's when I was like, "Yo, this this guy's working with some big brands here as well." I mean, I think you were working with Vitali as well at mm-hmm. that point, but many other brands. Like, I'm, I'm sure there was hundreds, right? Uh, that's where I came across you first, um, and then when I kind of came back to you <laughs> and found you again, um, you seem to be in a different space mm-hmm. completely, right? And um, yeah. very zen. As well, and I, I fucking love that. <laughs> By the way, we're gonna try and not swear as much. But it's gonna be can't tough. Promise anything. Swearing is good. This is what my what my take on swearing is. Swearing is good as the spice to the point that you're trying to make. Fair. If you're overindulging in the swearing to excess, then it completely desaturates what you're trying what you're to saying. say. True. You know, it's and true. then everybody is distracted true. by the the bombs as opposed to your point. Very and it true. also kind of it, it kind of degrades you in a way because it makes you kind of. Um, like you can't find the words that you want to use so you're just so swearing. you're just filling it in with swearing and then it distracts from your point Interesting. so it's like if you have this awesome point and then you're just like fucking right and then you just put that <laughs> spice on it then it's like boom and it's the same for comedy yeah if you use the swearing in the right spots as yeah. opposed to just being a a dirty comic yeah then it really hits home more than just using it all the time. Less is more. Less you is heard more. It here first. Less more. That's my. That's one of my <laughs> okay, philosophies cool. for sure. So, so into the modeling. We could speak about that a little bit if you want, but anything. I'm more interested in how it came to came about that you got into this space now. I mean, it seems like you've kind of did almost a 180. I mm-hmm. want to say maybe mm-hmm. like a 120, maybe not not a full 180, <laughs> for sure, right? But um, in terms 179, of 179, yeah, <laughs> in terms of still working on that one percent, man. <laughs> in, in terms of that, I mean, obviously you're a creative, right? Mm. Um, how did that? How did the modeling, I guess, get into the whole creative space? How did you know that was something you wanted to do? Was that something you were experiencing? And and <clears throat> I guess how did you transition from being that model 
not sure if you were doing anything else at the time from what I saw it was modeling um, to just being a full creative I mean you got a lot going on right now so I, I would say the modeling was a distraction the modeling is where I kind of veered off even though it was something I fell into by accident I went to art school like okay. I went originally graduated from art school for illustration okay cool. and from there I worked at different agencies as a art director you know junior designer yeah. senior designer art director creative director nice. and then i fell into modeling which took me down another tangent on the timeline yeah. okay. and then i put all my and i was like oh i'm gonna be model and i always wanted to be an actor too so i kind of got into acting through modeling okay but doing that for 12 years kind of gave my soul my spirit like a lot of unrest yeah and i didn't know why yeah. you know it threw me down a really dark path of like anxiety and depression yeah, and I okay. didn't know it was it had to do with other things too of course. but um, um, you know I think I had to go walk that path and, and, it, and it, 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 it created lots of um, uh, amazing opportunities for travel yeah you know it was great but I always had this calling inside that I was like no I'm an artist like I have to create like yeah. I have to do it whether it was painting whether it was drawing like drawing was my foundational talent that's what nice. got me to art school and I always just had this itch of like, yeah, this, uh, yeah, I, I guess I got to be an actor because that's, you know, maybe that's how I'm going to be successful, you yeah. know? And I, so the more I walked down that path, the more I felt this pinch that I'm just like, something's not aligning. Yeah. Something's not right. So, um, I think it was around 2017. I lost a good friend of mine that was making a movie. He passed away. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. And thank you. And he was an incredible talent, uh, saving the world, like moving mountains, wow. like you know, the amazing things. Love that. Yeah. Rob Stewart, look him up. Um, cool. He did uh, Shark Water Extinction, Revolution, and Shark Water. Cool. And he passed away when he was making his last movie. And he told me four things. He told me a lot of things, but four things when I was, I felt like I was suffering for a long time. And he told me, go to Tulum. Wow. See what you find. Go to Burning Man. See what you find. Always dance and always be yourself. Wow. And those last two were the hardest ones. Yeah. 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 You know, I yeah. could go to Tulum. I can go to Burning Man, even though that was difficult. Yeah. But I didn't know what he meant. You know, you got to find those tools yourself. You yeah. got to take what's what you need from it. Yeah. You know, that's why I didn't understand the him not giving me more directions. You know, so cool. just like yeah, go do this. Like yeah, figure go it out. do these yeah. things. Figure it out. So it took me four years to do those things. And then once COVID hit, and I don't want to go into a lot of COVID talk. I yeah, think we're all suffering yeah. from COVID fatigue. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. let's just, we'll touch yeah. briefly on that. But what COVID did, which I hope a lot of people kind of um, did for themselves as well, is they had the time and space to kind of go inward and really sit with themselves as opposed to the anxiety of like, oh, I got to work. I got to do something. I yeah. got to be with my friends. Like, yeah. you know, yes, it was, it's an unfortunate situation that we're all kind of dealing with, but if you're not using the time properly yeah. and, and working on yourself while yeah. we have the time, because how many, how long have we been saying, I wish I had the time to do yeah. X, Y, and Z, of course, yeah. the you know? Yeah. And then once we have it, they're like, oh, I don't like this. I want to <laughs> yeah. go back to doing my bullshit job. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, see, I swore. Yeah, it, was see, just, it was perfect. <laughs> though. Spiced it up. Exactly. Spiced it up. No, it's true. We actually spoke on that yesterday uh, on a separate podcast, how, you know, not to get too deep into it, but with this time, you know, there's always a way to find a positive inside of a negative situation, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that, you know, people either took advantage of or didn't. They said, hey, I'm going to take this time to kind of take a step back from my crazy life, you know, mm -hmm. working, partying, doing all this crazy-ish. 
how's he always ready to go there hold it back though and, and and really look deep inside and who am i what are the things i want to do and mm -hmm. focus on right what are my and habits are, like how can yeah. i be better yeah, yeah exactly and so i think that, that that's been a huge um you know theme theme within this time so but going to tulum Mm -hmm. That's definitely a good place to do that as well. It was, and it was the best first place I went after he passed. And that was the one year, like he went to Burning Man multiple years. And he kept saying, are you going to come to Burning Man? And I always had an excuse or not enough money. Mm -hmm. Or I was like, really, I was just too afraid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't, I hadn't conquered that fear because I had really bad social anxiety. So going to something like Burning Man was like yeah. over, too overwhelming yeah. for me. Yeah. So after he passed, I was just like, yeah, I'm like that was the year that I had committed to going. So I said, oh, I'm not going to go now because he passed away. Damn. But then that's not my truth because I told yeah. him I was going to go. Yeah. yeah. So about two or three weeks before Burning Man, I decided to go. Amazing. And wow. the day I decided to go the next day, I manifested a ticket and it just wow. landed on me. And I was like, you know how hard it is to get a Burning Man oh, ticket? That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. And then all of a sudden, another friend of mine put me in connection with two other people. And then that became the experience. And I kept my truth. So that was the first learning experience. It's like, yeah. wow, keep your truth. Yeah. Keep your word. Follow your truth. So the more I kind of dove into these things, I went to Tulum and I found some truth. I went to Burning Man. I found some more truth and some love. Yeah. And some self-love and some forgiveness. You know? Yeah got in touch with my higher power. But then I come back to this matrix <laughs> life and then, you, and, then, and then the veils, the gates close again. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's like, oh, I guess it's only because I was there. I yeah. guess it's only because I was in Tulum that I felt like that. Yeah. You know, your vacation selves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Different person. Your better selves. Yeah. yeah. Different person. Literally. Yeah. Your Burning Man selves. Yeah. Your permission that you're that person, that superhuman person, that inner superhero that we all have. Mm -hmm that we can only access on vacation. Yeah. yeah. You know, a yeah. vacation from ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> literally, literally, yeah. And um, I, I, after I got back, I, I, I got a dog and uh, went through like a two, another two year kind of like, I go through depression and anxiety like in waves, I think with most, most yeah. people. Yeah. But it wasn't until after I got my dog, who I think was like my saving grace because I had to like get up every morning and train and yeah. do stuff. Yeah. But I like hit this lull and then it just stayed down yeah. for like two years. And you were back home, obviously. This is when you were here, right? I yeah. was in Toronto, yeah. yeah. And I just didn't know what was going on. I tried therapy, they put me on drugs. And then I, was, I, w I had done enough drugs in my life that when he put me on this pharmaceutical stuff, that I was like, hmm, the good drugs made me feel bad, like yeah. suicidal, <laughs> but like the bad the drugs bad made me feel good. Yeah, yeah. interesting. <laughs> Something's going on here, something's yeah. wrong. So I got off everything just because I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go into this darkness, I'm gonna go through the swamp, white knuckling in it, like completely yeah. clear. Yeah. Because I wanna feel this. Just brave. Yeah. Just brave. Very brave. Yeah. yeah. So Scary I went into too. it just breathing yeah. and just like whatever came up, came up I faced like a lot of dark fears a lot of dark nights of the souls a lot of ego deaths yeah and like um one day something happened that was just completely what you would say is divine intervention yeah. and and then you 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 literally break free out of your your own self out yeah. of your ego and then you're just like a completely different person wow it's amazing <laughs> but it takes a lot of work but a lot of people want to sit in the comfort they don't want to face these things, yeah, so they take the drugs, they buy more stuff, they, they, they buy the coat, they yeah. buy the car, yeah. Yeah. and then they keep on pushing that stuff down Lower. and yeah. away. Yeah. And what's eventually gonna happen if you don't release this stuff through tears or releases, 
you're basically cleaning your emotions out of you. Yeah. The mind will, your karmic debt for that will come out in disease, um, cancer, uh, illness, all those things. It will release it somehow. If you don't personally release it yourself and make that choice and have it come out in laughter, tears, breath work, energy, that's stuck energy. Yeah. Emotion, you know, energy equals motion. That's emotion that you have to get out of you. Yeah. And once that's all out of your head, you've emptied, your mind is now a computer that can magically know what it's supposed to do. It's like having a phone that's like got too much apps running and your yeah. phone's not where you're like, oh, what a shitty phone. Glitching, no, yeah. it's like you're, you're the one that has all these apps on <laughs> yeah. it. You can un- un- uninstall what you don't need. Yeah. And that's essentially what we're doing to our brains. We're uninstalling what we don't need and what doesn't serve us anymore. Yeah. Which is huge, which yeah. I think a lot of people need to do more of, including myself, for yeah, sure. Yeah, no, 100%. A lot of, you know, and I, I was one of them too. I was just like, yeah, no, I'll get to that. But this whole journey, I think it started because I wanted to become a better actor. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't want to follow my truth. I just wanted to become a better actor. And then once I kind of like figured out the secret, that's when I realized I didn't want to be an actor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it was kind eh? of a paradox, oh, that right? Works. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's crazy. All this work to be like, I got to be a better actor because I got to do this, I got to do that. It's my dream. Guess what? It's not my dream. I want to make a movie. Yeah. Acting, the ceiling is kind of here. Yeah. Making a movie, ceiling yeah, is up here. Yeah, up top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I want to write it. I want to direct it. I want to produce it. Yeah. And I want to tell the story. Wow. So, okay. Kind of going back a little bit. The experiences you had in Tulum at Burning Man, um, what were they like? What was there certain things that happened there that that helped you kind of release, mm. kind of break free? Um, I just want to tell the audience a little bit because we always preach travel is so important. Yeah. Um, it's so so important for experience, mm. right? You get to learn about yourself. You get to learn about a different culture, different country, right? So interesting, interesting to hear that that all happened, especially from those two trips. Mm. Um, but tell the audience for sure, maybe what kind of experiences you did have there. Why was this? Why did this release happen and why was it there? I need to know about Burning Man. I yeah, need definitely. To, I need to know about Burning Man. So I'm being a little, you know, I, I, I know how Tulum is and I, I knew how it was. We spoke before yeah. we got on the mics about how it was like way before it kind of got saturated. But Burning Man, I've just heard yeah. and watched and seen I mean, so many things. That, that would be a podcast all in its own, <laughs> yeah, right? I can imagine. Um, I can imagine. I'll pick out, um, what is that, a... 3x just in case you know gain a little bit of weight we got one that's hilarious i love the hanger <laughs> Thank wow. you. um well i guess i've been traveling for a while and um the first time let's let's rewind it here because it didn't just start at tulum but i think it started when i finally went to a place by myself for the first time that was greece when i was 18 but i went as a school trip nice okay but when I was 26, after I graduated college, I, sp- I went back to Windsor and bartended for a little while. Okay. I was destined to become the best bartender yeah. in Windsor, and it's not a hard thing to do. Um, <laughs> I love Windsor, but maybe I could set my, my goals a little higher. Um, so I did that, but, came, but, but with bartending came with you know, alcoholism and drug use and partying and, and all no the sleep. all all the yeah. things, all you know, and, stuff. <laughs> and after three years, I was just like, OK, this isn't me. Yeah, like, I yeah. got to get away from that. Do I go to rehab or do I do I do something that has always been pulling me? So I wanted to go to Australia. So Damn once sick. I made that decision in within five months, I was moving to Australia by myself. And that was the scariest thing that I have wow. ever done at that point. So by myself going to Australia, yeah. like five grand in the bank and just wow. like, don't even know <laughs> what, do I it. didn't have a plan. I, yeah. and I just wanted to rock up to see what would happen. Yeah. yeah. 
And once I got to the first hostel, the two people that were behind me, uh, I went to college with. Come on. <laughs> so Come they on. recognized me and Come I didn't on. know them right away, but they're just like, yeah, I think I went to a few of your parties on the third floor at residence. I'm just like, probably, <laughs> I don't know. But, and so I had two people to travel with right off the bat. It was wow. kind of like wow. comfort, a little bit of comfort, a yeah. little bit of a cloud, a little yeah. bit of a pillow, a soft yeah. landing. Cool. And, uh, they were, they had a, a shorter time than I did. So I stayed in Sydney after they went ahead, but I caught up with them down the road. Um, my plan was to stay six months. I ended up staying for two years and wow. I went to Fiji. I, I got a good job as a designer. I, I became part of the community, not just a traveler. Wow. I worked at a mango farm. I worked on a tall ship Jeez, in the Whit Sundays. I almost died from a mango allergy because I was a mango junkie wow. on the farm because I was eating six or seven a day. <laughs> yeah. And mangoes are like uh, poison ivy. The skin on them is very, uh, uh, it's like a poison ivy and yeah. it has a, a potent citric acid. Okay. And if you get it on your skin, you can get like chemical burns and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But if you're also eating six a day, you're overdoing it. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know you could you could do cocaine and heroin and all that stuff in moderation yeah, and you're fine. But it's fine. like when you overdose and that's a problem. Yeah. So I was eating so many a day that when I left the farms, I broke out in a very, very uh, what you could only say like the itchiest full body rash wow. I ever had. I actually had to get drunk to go to sleep because I, I, I couldn't stop benching. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I was staying at my friend's place uh, when I was heading back down the East Coast, and he woke up one night because he heard my scratching woke him up. Come on. <laughs> and I was totally passed out, yeah. and I was bleeding all in oh my arm my because God. I was itching Just, from the mango rash. Oh, my God. And um, I was all puffy like Will Smith and Hitch. Like my ears <laughs> yeah, were all yeah, out. Yeah, and I yeah. was just like, what's up? What's the matter? He's like, we're going to the hospital. I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> you had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. And so I get to the hospital. The doctor says, yep, you, you, you have the, the Australian mango rash. Like this is what it's caused by. And you probably have a mango allergy for the rest of your life. So he gave me a shot. It knocked me out for 24 hours. And then I was all better. But I avoided mangoes for two years. So are you allergic now? No, I had the fear. I yeah. only had the fear. Yeah. Interesting. You know, so two years later, I was now back in Toronto. I had my own place. Yeah. And I just, I really love mangoes. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I was at Kensington Market and I saw these nice uh, Altu uh, Altufa mangoes yeah. or, you know, the nice yellow ones. I'm just like, fuck it. I got a problem. I don't care. I'm going to get it. You know, so <laughs> I bought a bunch yeah. of mangoes and I went home and I'm just like, I ate one and I'm just like waiting for something to happen. And I'm like, <laughs> is that a regular itch or was that a mango itch? I don't know. And it was fine. So yeah. again, face your fears. Yeah. yeah. It's mind over matter. Your mind has a, an amazing way of healing itself and healing the body. Um, it was just a temporary thing that happened in that moment of time. Yeah. The doctors didn't know. You yeah. know, they said that I was allergic to it. So yeah. we do what the white coats say. Yeah. Uh, always. Oh. Always. Oh. What do we know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. We know a lot more than we think we of give course. ourselves credit for. So, yeah. so you're there. You go there two years. What's the, what's the next jump from there? Uh, I went to, I did skydiving, so I conquered that fear. Wow. You know, so did I, 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 unreal. It's amazing. Oh my God. Best, best I gotta experience of my I life, I got to get that done, man. Mm -hmm. The adrenaline, when you hit the floor, you're just like, I'll do it a hundred more times. Let's yeah. go. I'll you're jump just, again. I was so ready at this to go. point, you're just like, anything I'm, I'm kind of scared of doing, I'm just going to do. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first big level. Like they say, oh, you find yourself in college and college is the best time of your life. Yeah, I, I hate when they that. tell students this because they're, they're thinking that this is the best time of their life. That's what they're expecting now. And right? I would rather just say, you know what, kids, this isn't the best time of your life. It's actually going to be really lame. Yeah. Study, <laughs> do your work, gain some skills, then go have the best then time have of your life. Yeah. You know, because a lot of students waste their college experience because they're given the 
programming that yeah. this is the best time of their life. If oh. they don't do it big, yep. then that's it. From 19 to that 24, 25, yeah. oh, this is the time. This is the time. Just go to class, yeah. do your work, yeah. party once in a while, but don't. But so many people just overdo it yeah. and then they put their, their, their education second. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, I had a, a kind of a healthy balance, but I think I cared more about the social aspect of college than I did about the actual work. Yeah. I still finished fine, but I know I could have done a lot better. Of course. Um, now, so it wasn't until I started traveling on my own that that's really conquering your fears because you're forced to kind of meet people of and, 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 do and, things. and learn new cultures <laughs> yeah. and do things. But a lot of people that I met were traveling as friends and I saw a lot of people get into quarrels because one person wanted to go this way, another person wanted yeah. to go this way. Yeah, yeah. And you're not really having an experience because you're, all, you're, either, um, you're either going toward what they want to do yeah which you have to kind of have some balance but at the same time you're not having your own personal soul journey you're not doing really what you want at that point yeah you still have the crutch of a different of another person Mm -hmm. and they have the crutch of you yeah if you really really want to go on that hero's journey you go by yourself your own yeah yeah Yeah. okay so take us so sorry we had the pipes the pipes having a field day in here today take us uh Take us to Burning Man, though. I, I, I just, I, I'm selfishly wanting to know more about Burning Man. Okay. Um, it's a lot of work. It's yeah. expensive. There's a lot of prep that goes into it. But that's the whole point of it. I mean, you have to put in all of this work to have the best time of your life, you know, because you are, you're literally going there to suffer in the desert. And when you suffer in the desert like that, even though it's going to be fun and it's going to be an amazing experience... Um, when I was driving there, I was getting more and more anxious. Um, once we got to Reno, I kind of had a little bit of a meltdown where I needed another day before we, we drove there. So we got a hotel. I kind of regrouped, you know, rested. We got our supplies, and then we got there. And the closer we got there, the more vans yeah. in the line. I'm just like, you know, I Your really had say, yeah. bad social anxiety, <laughs> yeah. right? And I didn't understand why at that point. And I just thought, well, that's the way I am. I have anxiety because of this trauma I had when I was a kid. Yeah. And I can touch on that. And um, so it took me, once we got there, we got set up. I was like, okay, good. You know, I got to the camp. Yeah. When you get there, if you're like a virgin uh, burner, they make you get out of the car and like in your underwear and you have to do a, a snow angel in the dust. And this dust no, is like I... the finest like powder ever yeah. it's just like baby powder but finer you wow. know it's not sand yeah sand is like rocks yeah. compared to what this powder is okay. it's like nothing else on earth yeah interesting so i did this snow angel and that's like your blessing mm-hmm. that's your initiation and we we finally go around it's it's a, it's a whole city like yeah. burning man's a whole city like everything's kind of for free once you get there as long as you're providing a service or a gift for everybody else you know, it's, everybody thinks it's about trade and barter. It's not. It's just about gifting. Interesting. It's about okay. what you're providing to the community. Yeah. Um, as long as you bring your supplies to kind of survive on, even if you ran out of food, water, yeah. anything, yeah. people will take care of you. Wow. That's crazy. You know, as long as you're just not a taker. Of course. You know, yeah. it's just like real Provide world. value you, in return, yeah. Exactly. Um, what we have forgotten in this world, <laughs> you know, Burning Man is trying to remind us of that. Yeah. But what it's kind of turned into is that you know, like anything, the good thing, the secret is out, yeah. you know, so it's gone from a nice light. Um, the original intention is still there, 
But because it's attracted so much popularity, it's like Tulum or anything else, that it attracts the other side, the darkness. Yeah. So what was once light is now a mixture of ego and, you know, vanity camps and like, yeah. you know, like all like, oh, you, you know, you, yeah, if you want to stay here, it's 30 grand. It's like, everybody, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. You're that's losing like the thing. point. Yeah. And now yeah. Wi-Fi is invited into Burning Man yeah. and now all the influences with their phones. It's, and it's just like, this is completely. Now it's just yeah. a music festival. It's just now like, it's just, yeah. yeah, now it's Coachella, Coachella. and crack. You know what I mean? It's just say, like, yeah. you want it to go back to the original where phones and cameras weren't part of it. You're literally showing up as your best version of yourself yeah. and in, and you may be very uncomfortable but you will eventually have a, either a breakdown or a breakthrough which will allow that release to happen yeah. and it happened to me on I think the second or the third day like I was just a ball of anxiety For, once you see Burning Man at night it's just like it changes your life it's yeah. you don't I can't even explain it it's it's absolutely wow. insane and then one morning I kind of just like walked out of my trailer and I just like dropped down on my knees in the, in, in the dust and just started weeping and just crying uncontrollably wow. because I just had that connection to that oneness to, to, to God, to higher power, wow. to the beauty and the love that was there. Yeah. And then I got it. And then after that, I was just like free to just no more having social the craziest anxiety, time yeah. for sure. After I, that. I, I released that and so I that cried. was like your moment there. Yeah. And, wow. I, and I, and I got it. And I just like, I was just on my knees, like in the light, in the sun, just wow. like having that experience and after yeah. that i was like like you're just walking around with different eyes different ears yeah. different different senses you know you're yeah. you're just connected but when, when i did roll up uh, I, I miss this part when i did roll up to our camp originally and i was like oh my god look at these freaks what's going on and like you know i'm really kind of having a a, a panic attack and you know, this, this guy comes kind of out of nowhere and he was just like, shovels this white powder and I was just yeah. like, what's this? He's like, oh, it's ketamine. I'm like, okay, I remember ketamine from, you know, my, my party days. And yeah. so I took it and I'm just like, oh yeah, I forgot about ketamine. <laughs> and then all of a sudden things started making sense and I had to parallel park this 30 foot, <laughs> this 30 foot big RV, okay? And I got out of the car, mind you, I'm covered in dust wearing like, underwear just so and i'm very it's very hunter s thompson at this point so i'm just like i gotta i gotta parallel park this rv Fuck, that's easy no problem and so I, <laughs> it's like half captain jack sparrow half hunter s thompson say, I was say. and so I, I look at the space i literally have maybe two inches on either end i was that's like crazy. this is no problem i can do this i jump back in one try parallel park this stop this. and i got out i'm just like how did i do that did, did i just do that did you think it or did i do it <laughs> come on guys let's go and it was just one shot and that's i was just amazing. like this is amazing Damn. that's amazing so, so that okay, was like, my first first bit of of, of of burning man and the rest was just like yeah you know I, I didn't drink while i was there it was just kind of all like you know experimental drugs um you know acid i, mushrooms, I do want to talk that about that though because um i think nowadays it's becoming i think a little bit more normal to to say that you take those kind of things mm -hmm psychedelics especially weed obviously now fine um but ketamine mm -hmm. what was your experience like on that um and because i've never tried it before i don't know i've, if you I've tried it okay yeah, cool I've, I've i'd love to learn more about it obviously your surroundings for sure enhanced mm -hmm. the experience but how do you feel about ketamine psychedelics in general um i'd say i mean you know with anything do it with intention yeah, yeah. and do it with um uh you know uh 
a sense of that this is just a tool and anything that you use as as a tool the more you sharpen your knife the duller it's going to become you know um, I've gone down dark paths where I've used too much and it became problematic Um, just like with anything back when I was bartending you know too much drink too much cocaine too much any of that stuff becomes problematic and you have to deal with it Um, you know same with ketamine it can be very dangerous but it can be very helpful as well Mm -hmm. if you're doing it the proper way you know know your dosage you know it's it's insight finder and it's ego suppressant it's it's truth serum in a sense but truth truth serum for yourself yes and any any problems that you're trying to find but a lot of the see the reason ketamine gets a bad rap is because a lot of people do it in the party scene and yeah. they do it with alcohol cocaine mdma and g or which whatever is, which is what i did and then somebody's <laughs> like oh yeah i went to a k-hole i'm just like dude you're driving blindfolded like four ships <laughs> yeah. you're just like i can't handle this stuff yeah. it's crazy yeah. but if you do it as medication and it's the only thing that you're on and you're doing a proper dosage mm-hmm. not just you know you're, it's not six in the morning and you're at some sketchy basement <laughs> yeah you know and you're just like oh yeah i hit a k-hole ketamine sucks it's yeah. like no you suck you you did it wrong yeah Yeah. so it's when you mix things and people say that if you hear somebody died of a ketamine overdose it's probably very unlikely yeah it's they died of all of them the whole salad yeah Yeah. Yeah. that's why it happened yeah Yeah. big soup yeah you know or or you know a lot of people that do ketamine too are like you know guys that work out that they're concerned about their their appearance so they may be doing steroids yeah. And they may be doing cocaine, yeah. and they may be doing all this other stuff, and yeah. they may be doing Red Bull, Red Bull, yeah. Yeah. you know. And then they do ketamine, and that then they like keel over and die. And someone's like, "Yeah, they died of a ketamine the overdose." Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that then was ketamine the final... gets the yeah, but yeah. it's not. Yeah, yeah. it's 100%. really their ego killed them. Yeah, because they pushed the envelope. That's interesting, especially um, psychedelics. I mean, I I love to microdose. Um, I know a fucking couple yeah. guys at the table do. <laughs> um, I think it's it's a great ego suppressant, like you mm-hmm. said. Um, I actually had an experience with with mushrooms probably a year and a half ago. That kind of was like a awakened my soul a little mm-hmm. bit, right? And you're kind of just like, damn, like wow, like that literally that that one time literally changed my life, right? Um, I don't I don't know um, why people are a little bit scared and skeptical to to use it in the proper dosages like yeah. you said um i feel because like because it's their fear they yeah, can't get fear. over their fear because of what regular society has told, told them that them. is bad 100%. so it's their programming yeah. you know that we've sure. learned since childhood that oh these are these are bad yeah. yeah and if we tell you they're bad they're bad yeah yeah and sure anything can be bad in excess yeah. even you mangoes know, like you said mango, even mangoes <laughs> yeah. exactly so anything in excess whether it's spending whether it's accumulating things for your house because you want to have this you know image that you're trying to show off to look at my car look at look at this yeah. we don't need any of that it's actually the opposite if we go the opposite way if you go into minimalism have less equals more mm-hmm. the more you get rid of inside and your external world you will actually feel better and you'll start to uninstall these programs and then yeah. your mind will be free of the anxiety and then your mind will actually start to do amazing things yeah. that it couldn't before because it was processing all of this bullshit. Stuff you didn't even know was capable. Yeah. Especially exactly. with micro, yeah. like, uh, fuck, like with the psychedelics, I've, I've read up on so many uh, people that I think are successful that have had these experiences and, and it seems like these are the experiences that have completely changed them into who they are today. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's crazy, like the, the amount of power it has just from even one usage, right? Not yeah. sitting here trying to promote drugs or anything like that. But what I'm saying is that 
same yeah. thing as you. Proper dosages, intention is huge. Don't just take something just to get a buzz because that's going to be the worst time of your life probably. Exactly. <laughs> like if you're doing it to get high or to escape, yeah. that's wrong. Yeah. And um, I'll tell you um, quickly what I did. Yeah, what, what's, what's happened in the last, like, I guess six months. Okay. Back in... Um, because I've been dabbling in ketamine for quite a while okay. um, because I knew it helped me with my anxiety and my depression. Okay. Um, so I've used it sparingly over the years. Um, it, it helped so much that I guess in November or October, I decided I wanted to do a documentary about ketamine. And I called my friend Billy who said, okay, um, you know what? Write the book first and see where it goes. Yeah. So as I started writing a treatment, this whole project went a completely different tangent. Yeah. So now it's something completely different. It still has something to do with ketamine, but okay. that may be like a half a chapter. Yeah. You yeah. know wow. what I mean? It's okay. something completely different. It's yeah. about more than just that. But in the process, I kind of set, um, I kind of manifested it. I said to him on the phone um, that I want to take this to the edge. I want to get purposely addicted to ketamine to see what happens for the Whoa. sake wow. of the research. Wow. Wow. So I went off and did that. And in the middle of working on another project that kind of like intersected this project, I did still become addicted to that. Yeah. Um, to the point where it was very problematic. Yeah. So it wasn't until about a month ago that I had some friends intervene and say, hey, this is an issue now. And yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, it is. <laughs> and I completely forgot that it was for a purpose because yeah. I got distracted by another project. Yeah. But now I still have that. Now I still have that research. Yeah. Um, I have everything recorded on this. So yeah. I, whenever Amazing. I transcribe what, what it, what is that? By it's the way, it's an audio recorder. Okay. So, I I'm like, what's going on with there? Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I wear this whenever I'm doing work or whether I'm talking to people because yeah. I could say something that's going to be great for the book. Um, I get it transcribed and then I pull that information that's out. Amazing, dude. That's unreal. <laughs> that's, crazy. that's unreal. Uh, okay. Wow. Another. <laughs> I'm getting my fucking. Just sitting here like Jesus. Anyway, sorry. Continue. Continue. So, so I got. You know, I got. I, I, I kind of got hooked on ketamine yeah. and um, I had to I had to stop mm. and because of my past issues with other drugs I was because it was just ketamine I, I knew the process on how to fix it you yeah. know it's not like I had to get clean of alcohol cocaine and, and everything yeah. at the same time yeah. it was yeah. like okay this is a problem stop yeah. pull out and yeah. it's been a month of trying to just you know stay healthy yeah, you know um, with ketamine you're kind of like you're, you're in light speed a lot yeah. and you're going fast and you're getting downloads and you're getting like amazing insights and you're just like you just want to keep going but then my ego kind of took over and mm. kept wanting you know rather than just using it as a tool yeah the ego took over and the abuse happened yeah. without even realizing it yeah of and sure. thinking that oh I, I need to keep doing this yeah you know and it wasn't until divine intervention came in and said okay yeah that enough yeah you're done yeah pull out and then i did you got some great friends, man. Yeah. And I'll be forever grateful that they recognize that because yeah. I wouldn't have on my own, I think. Yeah. I mean, um, it was, and I'm never saying that I will never go down that alley again, whether I go to Costa Rica and try ayahuasca or, or something like no, that, but just, you, just for, just for ceremony, <laughs> yeah. just yeah. for that. But, you know, using it, using it every day is now negating the beneficial properties the purpose, that this stuff yeah. has, mm -hmm. yeah. you know? Now you're just doing it because you, you know, you, you want to be like Bradley Cooper in Limitless. It's something I always say when, whenever, whenever I talk about psychedelics or just drugs in general, like 
you know, within reason, mm-hmm. um, with purpose, I think uh, it's good to try everything. You, you, you know, you don't know what's on the other side of trying something, whether that's a drug, whether that's going out and meeting new people, whatever that case is. Right? I think people have a lot of issues with that. Um, just, just, you know, on st- st- like crossing that border and just saying, I'm going to try this. Right. Yeah. But drugs obviously have a bad rap because obviously the white coats tell you, yeah. you know, this is going to you're, you're done. You yeah. do this and you're dead. Right. But, but my, me personally, I tried a lot of drugs when I was younger. Um, and I think that helped me as, as a person. I really came to find who I was a lot earlier than my peers. Mm-hmm. So I found myself in a weird place because I was like, and I don't want to say elevated, but I, I was looking at things way differently than everyone else. So I kind of put me in a weird place. But now I really appreciate the fact that I did that mm-hmm. where, where I had moments where I was like, fuck, I'm a lunatic. Like <laughs> people looking at me like <laughs> a fucking crazy. You, you do. As right? a creative and artist, we yeah. have to push ourselves to the brink of lunacy, to yeah. the brink of madness True. Yeah. to yep. get that creative insight. 100%. You know, and a lot of people yeah. are too scared to do that because they're in their comfort bubble yeah. of like, oh, I got, no, oh, I got the house, I got the car, I got, oh, this is cool. But they'll, for some reason, the, the more people that I talk to that are in those situations have this unrest. They're like, yeah. oh, but I really want to do this, but no, 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 it's not, it's not practical. They're, they're like, not fulfilled. They're not you know, truly fulfilled, right? Exactly, yeah. because they're 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 ignoring their higher power, their intuition. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I'll, I'll show yes. you this. Um, what I kind of came up with while I was deep into the, um, to the, to the things. And this is my moral compass. Cool. Okay. So it's like solve for X. Can you show the cam? Yeah. Um, you want to show? No, oh, not yet. No. It's, okay. not, it's okay. not, not for okay, public domain yet, not for public. but we can describe it. Um, so solve for X. Okay. This line is your intuition and this line is your heart. This is your narcissist and this is your ego. Okay. If you go up, if you follow your heart and your intuition, you will ascend past alpha brain waves, go up past beta brain waves, past theta brain waves. This is where you want to be. You yeah. want to be in beta and theta. Yeah. And if you keep going up, you get closer to God, and that's omega and uh, gamma brain waves. That's universal yeah. frequency. Yeah. Okay. So you want to be here. If you want to be here, then you. Hmm, you kind of like I'm Jesus. I'm yeah. you, you get a little bit too high. You yeah. want to you want to come back down to earth right here, and you want to just be in this state. Yeah. Okay. A lot of people are just grounded, but a lot of people they descend past D, which is also delta, and they 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 lead with their ego and their narcissist as yeah. opposed to the compassion and their intuition, and then they keep going this way past Z end of the line. All the way to Satan. Yeah. And then they yeah, probably yeah. won't come back from that. Yeah, you're, on the, you're really on the wrong side. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So a lot of the world are, who are in survival mode right now because of the fear. Yeah. Yes. When you're in fear, you're descending. Yeah. yeah. And you're not acting with heart and intu- intuition. You're acting with narcissist and ego, which we can see by people fighting over. Yo, that's paper. mad. Man, interesting. Yo, you know, remember when I was telling you too about, about beta, about beta, about uh, mindfuck. Sorry. Delta. Yeah. Well, like, because I've been, I've, I've been getting into meditation this past maybe year and a half. Yeah. Um, really trying to like experiment with everything I can because I've seen the the benefits from it. Right. Mm-hmm. For, I guess beta is when you're meditating, right? That's that's what it, it was on on its way up. On its yeah. Way, right. Um, beta, alpha. Um, and, and it, you'll slowly go to theta. Yeah. And theta is the uh, theta will align to different chakras as well. Yeah. Um, so it's 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 kind of like multi-purpose. Like yeah. when you're trying to get into alignment, you're aligning your chakras. You're aligning yeah. your your brain waves. Yeah. A lot of people who are in survival mode, and I've been in that mode for a while. When you're like constantly worried about money, yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know, you're in your brain waves are like this. Yeah. You know, and it's it's um, 
it's not in harmony with the oneness of the universe. Yeah. Once you get those brain waves a little bit more closer to universal frequency, yeah. Then you're then then you're zen. Yeah. You know, and that comes with meditation practice. It's yeah. not just one thing. Yeah. You know, it comes with um, uh, cold plunging. It comes with yes. uh, reading about God. It comes from reading the Bible. It comes from meditating. It yeah. comes with a, a lot of different things can bring you there. It's not just yeah. one way, but us as humans have a tendency to find that one thing, whether it's ketamine, yeah. whether it's mushrooms, just, whether it's religion, right whether it's, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, that's the one that's thing. The one. Yeah, that's why there's so many there, problems yeah. with religion. There's so many brands, yeah. but it's just a brand. Yeah. A brand is this, it's a shirt, it's yeah. what we wear. And yeah. people say, this is the right way. Yeah. No, it's a way. If it works for you, great. Yeah. But yeah. don't make it, don't preach to somebody else who believes something else that that way is the right way. Yeah. You know, but really, there's just only one way, and it's God, Source, the universe, and just everything else is just kind of a distraction. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of spiritual ego out there. There's a lot of religious ego. Yeah, and you kind of have to like separate what's truth and what's half truth and what's lies, and yeah. figure it out for yourself. Yeah, just separate all that and just go right to universe and God. Yeah, and then it's easy. Talk about your your experience with cold plunging, actually, because that's that's mad interesting. Honestly, I don't think I know anyone that's done that. Um, I don't know. I, I know someone right now who does everyday cold showers for five minutes on completely oh, freezing. And, and mm -hmm. he is like yeah, the most interesting though. dude. He's, he's yeah. used to it now. He's been doing it for like six months and he swears by it. Like mm -hmm. he swears by it. And I'm like, dude, that, that's the craziest thing. Yeah. I did it for a month where I was doing like a minute. After I'd shower, I'd go cold for a minute. And, and, and I truly felt better. Yeah. My body just felt mm -hmm. better. I had more energy and whatnot. But obviously, you gotta stay consistent with it, right? That's the yeah. whole thing. But to be doing it for five minutes and, and, and daily is crazy. But I'd love to hear your... I, I started doing it... Um, I mean, I think I started doing the cold showers when I was in Tulum and Burning Man because yeah. that's really all you have, right? Yeah. And I think I did it on and off throughout my life but didn't really give it a lot of thought yeah. until I was like, okay, there's something in the cold water. Yeah. And as, as like the model brain, I, I read that it was better for your skin, yeah. things like that. So I wanted to do it for for vanity at first. Yeah. But then when I discovered that it had benefits to depression and anxiety, I was like, ooh, this now resonates even more with me. Mm -hmm. So I started doing cold showers for about a year. And this was pre-COVID. Yeah. Um, and then once I started doing the actual, once I discovered like Wim Hof and him doing the, like the water G, stuff, yeah. then I'm just like, that gave me the permission to start doing it in the water. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I can now take a cold shower for five, seven minutes. It's like, it doesn't even bother me. Yeah, like I just yeah. start with that. I don't even start in a warm, I just go into the cold <laughs> and it's just, it's just normal. Crazy, yeah. Yeah. And once I started going in the actual cold, again, this is just about pushing past our comfort zones, Yes. Pa past the fear Yes. and seeing what's beyond that. Mm -hmm. And usually it's the two minute marker where if you're in the water and you're hold doing your breathing and you're just letting the water, the energy of the water consume you, you will become one with the water. Yes. So a lot of people say, oh yeah, I made it to one minute and I couldn't. That's because they didn't push past the threshold. They didn't go past the gate. Yes, True. Okay, and True. that gate is around two minutes. Mm -hmm. And then after two minutes, it feels like you could stay in there all day. Yeah. Then wow. you're just like- You're just in there. Then, yeah. you're, then you're completely zen because the water is so cold that it literally, it's like a hard boot on your phone or your computer yeah. where it just shuts Reset. off yeah. all the apps yeah. like instantly yeah. because the water is so shocking yeah. that everything just closes your down. Your body's only worried about how cold the water is at that point. You're yeah. not thinking about anything else. There's no other thoughts. And then once that kind of calmness w washes over you, you're just like, wow. And then you're present. Yeah. yeah. You know? True. And if you can- 
you do it enough, you take that sensation with you Into afterwards. Your yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you have to maintain that daily practice for yes. a while yes. until you know what that feeling is, and then you become present. When people say you have to be present, you have to be present. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm present. No, you're really not. Like you, yeah. they, they don't really know what it means yet. Yes. And you, it takes a while yeah. to kind of learn that skill. And that's what cold plunging did for me is getting over that fear of discomfort, knowing that it was good for the skin, good for the body, um, good for the mind. And it's, it's like a brain reset. Yeah. Like imagine like your brain waves all out of sync, you know, and it's just not, everything's noisy. And then as soon as you get into the cold water, it's, yeah. And then you're, wow. Yeah. And you're breathing. And then after the two minutes, you're just like, you notice the sky, you yeah. notice the water, you notice the light. Mm. And then you, you, you're literally seeing everything with new eyes while you're in the water. And if you do that enough, you will adapt that programming for the rest of your day. Wow. Yeah. It's true. It's so and true. And that's, gotta, that's what cold plunging did for that. me. I got to get back to the cold showers. Yeah, yeah. Start with the cold showers. And I mean, I'll, yeah. I'll even take you guys. It's still cold enough to go in the water now. The next <laughs> cold day, we'll, cold, we'll, I'm in. we'll go. I'm I mean, in. This is, <laughs> what I like about doing it when it's minus 20 yeah. is that the water will only get to, if it's the water's not fr freezing, the yeah. water will get to like zero. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Even if you go under the ice, the water's like zero or maybe minus one. Yeah. But that will actually seem warmer because the air is colder. When the air is warmer than the water, yeah. then the water seems colder. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? so oh, you're actually better off in yeah. that kind of situation. It's better right? off, it's like the colder it is, and it's like snow, go blizzard, that, eh? rain, go whatever. I'd be so down, man. I'd be so down. I, 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 I yeah. used to be one of those guys that's just like, oh, I love summer. I got to go where all the, you know, tropical, yeah. <laughs> you know, I like tropical too. But yeah. I lived in Australia where after so long that that became a novelty. I didn't care about the ocean as much. I didn't yeah. care about the hot weather. I wanted to wear a jacket. Yeah. I was tired of wearing like, a, you know, a tank, <laughs> tank top, top and yeah. like being sweaty everywhere I went. You know, <laughs> I was like, I want to go back to Canada. I love yeah. Canada. Yeah. Yeah. I love the different, the, the diversity of the people. I love the diversity of the climate that we have. Yeah, we get everything. Yeah. And, you know, we have the seasons. I love the seasons because that just signifies change and like yeah. the change within us. And, of course. You know, if you're living somewhere where it's hot all the time, I'm sure I'd appreciate it. But that gets old too. Yeah. You know, yeah. you get used to things. 100%. There, there, there's something on this list that I want to bring up that, at, uh, that Ernesto, when you guys spoke, he kind of wrote down uh, sex fasts. Mm -hmm. Speak on that because I think that's an interesting topic. I've heard of it, but never <clears> really <throat> dove into it or done too much research. So I'm curious to, to see your perspective or, or your experience. And well, I, I think, I mean, I can speak for a lot of people because we're all kind of wired the same way that, you know, we're all kind of built in um, by peer pressure and we do things when we're younger because our friends are doing it. And why do you think that we have to go out and get drunk to to have sex because it's like it takes that guilt factor away yeah. right um i i've i've dabbled in that that dark lifestyle for for a good decade and a half where you're just going to bars partying Meet looking for girls yeah. and then something happens and the next morning you wake up and you feel guilty as, you feel yeah. so guilty yeah. yeah you're just like why yeah you know like why do i uh, do you, uh hey <laughs> morning <laughs> i'm just i got stuff to do so yeah. if you uh i'm just gonna go yeah. but, you know and it's like that over and over and over again it was like there's something to this so i i wanted to because the cold plunging taught me to lean into the discomforts going traveling solo taught me to lean into something that's uncomfortable um fasting food fasting taught me how to get past the discomfort of hunger yeah. once you get past the discomfort of hunger you're now using the light to photosynthesize your energy yeah. you don't we don't need to eat a quarter of the much yeah. as much food as we're 
programmed true, to. True, yeah. you very know? true. We can survive on very little uh, water and fruit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? The fact that we're eating all this dark energy meat and like it's, it's keeping um, our digestive system working on overdrive, which is keeping our brain focused on doing that as opposed to give our digestive system a big break. Now our brain is a, is a yeah. supercomputer yeah. that can do all the other functions. We get yeah. a disease, it kills it. Uh, it keeps us younger. It, yeah. it, it focuses on the skin. Like yeah. it knows what to do. You yeah. don't have to tell it what to do. Yeah. Yeah. We just do too much. We just give it too many tasks. Yeah. And too much of certain things. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when I read about um, why is thou shall not commit adultery in the Bible as one of the Ten Commandments, even though it sounds like a spooky language, what does adultery really mean? It just means the pleasure of sex, the pleasure of sex besides procreation, mm-hmm. besides making a child with somebody that you love. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I'm not in love with anybody right now, or I'm not dating anybody. I'm not, so I'm going to try this. So I went full celibate, yeah. you know, no masturbation, no sex, you know, um, outside Damn, of a, a loving relationship. And that actually raises the consciousness as well. So there's a lot of things. If you push past the un, the un, uncomfort of personal pleasure, Interesting. you know, hunger, personal pleasure, yeah. putting yourself into very uncomfortable situations on purpose, yeah, does something for the consciousness. Yeah, I, I believe it. I believe it. it makes but a sense, lot of man. people, a lot of guys, be like, "No, bro, I gotta go fuck, man. I gotta Yo. go fucking get my, gotta go meet my girls." Yeah. And you're just like, yeah. "Okay, man." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even no masturbation, like straight up, like that. That's fucking tough. But we're all addicted <laughs> like, to it's. It's all so much yeah. at our fingertips yeah. that it's that it's literally poisoning our brains. Yeah. yeah. And if you can push past that alone, that, and guys, like, how many times have you? It, you know, invited a girl into your space or into your life, and then that be, that goes south, and now this friends with benefits girl or, or something like maybe you did something to upset her, or um, she did something to upset you, or vice versa, and now it creates drama, yeah. and now you wish you just didn't do it at all because it's hurt her, it's hurt you, and now it's a mess. More things, more tasks for this to deal with, yep. and more tasks for this to deal with. Yep. You know, and then you're left feeling bad because maybe yeah. you said something that you shouldn't have yeah. or she did something that she shouldn't have, and now this is an issue. And you move, move from one to the next to the next to the next, stringing out a whole list of problems that you just don't want. Yeah. Well, if you got rid of the sex altogether, <laughs> you'd cut it off at the source. Damn. 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 <laughs> I'm done. Fuck. I'm done here, bro. I'm out. Jack, let's talk about your brand, okay? I want to talk a little bit about your brand, your space. Um, you have a very strong personal brand. Um, I love it. I feel like every part of your brand, every part of this umbrella company that you have under Jack Greystone um, speaks volumes about you and your personality as well. Um, so speak about that because I think your personal, personal brand is very strong. Um, at your Wander Space is obviously your studio as well, which you market very well and you're attached to that marketing as well. Why attach yourself to all the marketing? Um... And that's something that I'm working on. I'm trying to simplify a lot of the things that I've started mm. to get a little bit tighter. You know, I'm yeah. detaching from things that aren't serving me anymore in the sense of what, I, what projects I started before and just trying to get it simplified. Mm-hmm. You know, simplified in my minimalism lifestyle, simplified in my digital clutter. That's a big yeah. thing I think we all have to work oh, on. Yeah. Our 20 emails yeah, and are yeah. just like, it's Ongoing. just distracting. Yeah. So that's my project right now. A couple years ago when I... Um, in 2017, after Burning Man, I started minimalism, and then that kind of bled into a lot of other factors of my life. And now I'm—I um, digitalized all my files, 
all my paper files. So everything is just on a hard drive. Like that's this big. (laughs) So I used to have like files and files (laughs) and files and now everything's digitalized and I maintain that as I go. Yeah. I throw out something if I don't need it or I shred it or recycle it and limit what I invite into my space. Yeah. Um, But as for the brand stuff, like right now I'm trying to digital clutter my email system and try to get instead of like seven emails, you know, one for each brand, I'm really trying to kind of get that down to maybe like three. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just do that. But, um, yeah, the Jack Greystone thing kind of happened by accident. Um, same as modeling. Like yeah. modeling kind of happened when a friend of mine asked me if I wanted to do a Harlequin cover. And I was a graphic designer at the time, and I was 28 or 29. I think I was around 29. And I didn't know what Harlequin was at the time. Yeah. I thought it was a band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so she said, you want to do a Harlequin cover? And I was just like, sure. I, I'll design a yeah. band cover. And she's yeah. like, no idiot um <laughs> we you know i want you to be on the cover i was yeah. like why did why do they want me to be on a cover of a band i'm not in she's like no it's not a band <laughs> let's, let's start there it's not, it's a, not band. a band jack <laughs> it's not a band um it's a romance novel we want yeah. you to model i was like why yeah it's like well we want a good looking guy with long hair i'm like well i could find you a good looking guy with long hair like, i was like i didn't see myself yeah, in that yeah, light because yeah. i was a graph designer and yeah. kind of Fairly, fairly shy, too, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. fairly shy, creative, and just a graphic designer. Yeah. So they're like, no, no, no. Let's back up. We want you to model on a romance novel cover with me. Yeah. And <laughs> you can be the hero guy. I was like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's a lot of anxiety. <laughs> yeah. I can do it. Okay. Let's lean into that discomfort. Yeah. You know, lean into what makes me feel. Yeah. Like yeah. that, and and do it. So I showed up at this photo studio, and it was like super professional. Yeah. And. Um, I was scared. I was scared shitless, yeah. man. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. And I was just like, <laughs> like the poses, like, like yeah, standing okay. there. Yeah. I thought somebody came in and posed me. Yeah. Like, I thought they did like a pose. mannequin. Yeah. They're yeah. just like, no, give me some, give me, give me some, like hold her closer. I'm like, <laughs> I just didn't know how to be human. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. didn't get it. Yeah. So she kind of got me uh, a little bit more and she was a friend of mine too. So I was comfortable with her and yeah. you know, she walked me through it. And there's a, um, there's my first cover, my first ever paid modeling job, which is called Delicious Do-Over, Spring Break. Nice. <laughs> nice. Right on. That. You can write that right down on. and look that You can even like post it after the uh, part right of the on. thing because it's really funny. <laughs> and that started me in modeling. Yeah. And then from there, I, I did a book. Like my full name is David Robert Jack Taylor. Nice. So I did this and I've always been kind of like a self-proclaimed oh. pirate. You know, I won costume contests as Captain Jack Sparrow when I was in my 20s when I was, you know, <laughs> You know, really drunk on rum half the time. And um, um, I was on this book cover called Surrender. And the character's name was Jack Greystone. So that became kind of my moniker because people called me Captain Jack. Mm -hmm. So then I was Captain Jack in reality on this book cover as a pirate. And I was just like, I just manifested this life. And when I read the book, I haven't read the book, but every time I open it to a random page, it's like what's actually going on in my life. It's really freaking bizarre. It's happening in history, but it's it's, it's very much kind of like I can align anything that I I read in this book with what's going on. Stop that. That's crazy. Very weird. That's crazy. Um, but yeah, like what I'm trying to do right now, I'm, I'm not going down the path of acting. I'm, I'm writing a book and then I'm going to make that book Unreal. into a movie. Congratulations, um, man. Thank yeah, you. That's awesome. So that's kind of like a seven year project. Nice. Um, all the while trying to do the, um, 
Wanderspace brand yeah. and and then get back into my art just get back into painting drawing and just creating because I think we are all intuitively we're all creators we're all builders yep. yes. we're all artists and we all feel uncomfortable in this box yeah. that we're living in the matrix you yeah. know and we're all trying to kind of like we all feel this yeah. angst inside yeah. like mm-hmm. why do I feel like this oh I'm just going to go buy this car and get this promotion yeah. and do this and feel better temporarily yeah. but that's not the answer you got to flip your lens inward and go inside and, and face your truth, even yeah. if it's, you have to face your dark truths. Um, I say we have three levels of, of emotional fears. You have your public fears, you have your emotional fears, and you have your private fears. Once you start working on those levels and you keep on going deeper, then you raise the consciousness. Yeah. Find out a lot about yourself too. Yeah. Um, speaking about being a creative, it's obviously tough. Um, when I, what I'm talking about is more financially... Um, burnouts, content burnouts, working burnouts, all kinds. Um, we haven't talked much about money, <clears throat> finances at all. It seems like you haven't really made your goals based on finances or, no. or money. Um, you told us you went to Australia with $5,000. You ended up staying for two years. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, what do you think about money? And obviously as a creative, you have costs. You do have things you need to pay for. So how do you find that balance of, okay, obviously this might be a project I might not make money from right now, which is a very common thing. Um, how do you find that balance? How do you get over that, that hump of saying, you know what, I might not make that, that money right now, but this is something that I need to keep moving forward with, which is, a, is I think, a huge, um, a huge obstacle for a lot of creatives. It's, uh, money is a tool. It's, a, it's, a, it's an energy currency. Yeah. You know, if people are focused on that energy, it's, it's not going to come in abundance. Yeah. If you're doing your truth and what you know is your truth, you'll attract it in a different way. Yeah. I had a very big uh, issue of fear with money because I didn't understand it. I didn't come from a background where it was taught to me. Yeah. I didn't get it. I was always afraid of it, right? I always felt like I had to hoard it and yeah. save it. Yeah. And not, I didn't understand it. Yeah. And I didn't understand why I was always living paycheck to paycheck. And I did this other experiment, so I wanted to face my fear of money. Nice. So about three or four years ago, on purpose, I went broke. On purpose. Yeah. Whatever money I had, I maybe had like, you know, five grand or two grand in the bank. I was always like, oh, I can't let it get past this amount because I need this. I need that. Need, 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 need. We're always in a sense of need. Yeah. And when we're in a sense of need, we're in low vibrating survival mode. When you realize you don't need that, things will come back in abundance. So I got rid of, donated, spent, or did whatever I had to do to go completely bankrupt. I didn't have a dime to my name on purpose within 24 hours. Wow. And so I just sat with meditating on that, and I was like, I feel happier now than I have ever. Wow. There's no pressure. There's no pressure, and I was just like, whatever the universe is going to do to rectify this, I'll trust in the universe. And then after that... I started getting residual checks from jobs I completely forgot that I did. All of a sudden, money started rolling in. I was like, see, I don't have to worry. (laughs) You just don't have to worry about it. So just focus on what you want to do and don't worry about the money. There's too many, you know, influencers and young startups who don't get it yet that are just like, yeah, you know, hustle and grind, make those dollar bills, yo. And you're just like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Just shut up. Like, you don't get junior. It's cute, you know, but stop it. Like. And these are the lessons that I think, you know, we have to instill in the youth that, and it's great. They're very much like young entrepreneurs and they want to tackle these things, but it's because of this, um, 
Hollywood influencer culture that is being spread like a negative virus of like you have to have this image to be successful and you have to have money and you have to be like Jake Paul or fucking Logan Paul or you know all these just really they're not good influences on people yeah and um, that's not the case so it's like get understand money use it as a tool you know but just like if you use it as excess like drugs it's going to be a, uh, a negative thing in your life as opposed to a positive thing. Yeah. Um, so money does not, I think money buys temporary happiness because happiness is an emotion like anything else. Sadness, it, it, emotions will go through you. But happiness will not buy you peace of mind. Happiness will not buy you a spirit or raise the consci- consciousness. You have to do that with or without money. Damn. Wow. Never had that one before. <laughs> wow. Never had that one before. <laughs> Well, it's, true. it's truth. No, it's true. I agree. Well, I, I have a question. Yeah. For anyone listening who says, you know what, like, you know, because I, I think majority of people recognize, you know, all the like the levels of fear and they recognize, you know, the things and the bad habits and the and the dark darkness inside of themselves. I think everyone kind of knows it. Obviously, you choose to tackle it or not. Right. Um, what would you say to someone who's like says, you know what, like I, I want to take that step forward. I want to try and tackle my, my fears. I want to try and dig deeper and find myself. But, you know, maybe I'm not maybe I'm not ready to hop into psychedelics yet or take that step. What's how, how would you kind of explain to them like this is this is one way or this is the way to kind of go in that direction and, and tackle those inner fears? Whatever their I, I would say whatever their pinch is to just start. Uh, I did this experiment um, because I found out when I was taking, when I was going through therapy, when I was really depressed, um, it wasn't really working for me. So I went to cognitive behavioral therapy, which is uh, b- behavior by action, okay. doing as opposed to talking. Okay. Talking works, doing works, whatever works for you, yeah. you know, praying, meditation, but I was doing all those things um, just to kind of untangle all the big knot that I had in, in, in my head. And... Uh, I did this thing called 100, 100 reject challenge, 100 days of rejection. Okay. So I would go out and I would purposely try to get a no, you know, a question, any question that would get me a no, not to the point where I was putting the other person in harm's way or anything like that, yeah. or I wasn't mocking them. Yeah. It was just like, just asking a question just to get a no, a silly question, yeah. asking a girl to dance on the street, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. and she'd be like, no, I was like, okay, yeah. That's a win. But if they said yes, I had to do that thing anyway. That's crazy. I went to the Eaton Center and I sat at the bottom of the escalator and asked people if they could hold my hand because I was afraid. And a lot of people said no until one guy turned around and said, why? I said, because I'm afraid. He's like, okay. So he came back down, held my hand, and we held held hands together for the whole way up the escalator. And I was just like, this is is conquering my social anxiety. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. In a big way. As opposed to just thinking about it, I'm just doing it. Yeah. And... The whole point of this was that because I always wanted to do stand-up comedy, once I finished the hundred reject the the hundred days of rejection, I was going to go to Yuck Yucks and do my first five minutes on stage. Wow! It only took me to forty, and Come then I on. did it. You just did it? Yeah, that's amazing. So Damn. I said, Check. "You gotta have like balls of steel, <laughs> I think, to to go up there for five minutes. You, can't, like, you just can't be afraid at that point. I mean, yeah, like, the and I wasn't. I did it completely sober, and I said, and it wasn't as bad as I thought, and I got laughs. It wasn't amazing, but it definitely wasn't a bomb. Yeah. yeah. And even the guy that was hosting it was just like, that was his first time. Everybody, that was really good. Like, yeah. I was prepared. I practiced, and I have a good a lot of material. Yeah. And I'm going to do it again. Yeah. But this was back in February of 2019. Okay. So right when the first, was that first lockdown? Or no. Yeah, no, no, no. It just, just came. It just came. Yeah. 2020. 
Whatever no, yeah, 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 2020. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. So yes, it was yes. February 2020, yeah, and then dude. we within March. Yeah, I think it yeah. was like the, the lockdown. That was when it started. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I do plan on going back, and now I have even more material, and now yeah. I just don't even care. Yeah. Now I just can't go back. You I can't like wait went to, to go an back. extreme just to be able to like handle something like halfway up there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like and by the time you got up on Yuck Yucks, it was probably it was it was still nervous. Yeah, and uh, but I, once I got on stage and I got my first laugh. Yeah, it all just yeah. melted Dropped. away, yeah. and I was just like, "I'm in control of this. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. in control of my own reality." Yeah, and this is easy. So it, it it didn't have the anxiety that I thought it was going to have for the whole set. Did not exist whatsoever. Wow! So that first laugh, to just like, yeah, damn. I have to ask, where where did you where did you come up with the the concept of asking people to hold your hand going up the escalator? I read it in another. I didn't that concept. I did. That I made up. Yeah. But I read this concept in a book, which was different, but I changed it to kind of make it my own. Okay. okay. So everything kind of comes from somewhere. I I read this idea, but it was not this exact idea, but it is a form of cognitive behavioral therapy. It is just going out there and facing your fears. Yeah. Yeah. Cognitive, if you have uh, social anxiety, they'll tell you to do other things. That's mm-hmm. cool, but I came. I, I I listened to what they said, and I said, "All right, but I'm going to write my own script. Yeah, I'm going to do it myself. Yeah. So here's my prescription. Yeah, take what you like and then create your own. Go out there and do a hundred <laughs> days of rejection. Yeah. You know, and I, and again, I wasn't um, doing it to uh, mock anybody else. Yeah. It was just strictly for my stuff. So I yeah. was going out there specifically to get no's. Yeah. And if they said yes, then I had to do the yes. So it was like a win-win. That's so yeah. crazy. Yeah. You know? Um, and I had lots of different ones. And by the time I was in into the 20s, yeah. I was like, I didn't even care anymore. I was yeah. just having fun. I was going out to places like, yeah. hey, you want to do this? No? Okay, cool. Thanks. Oh, you do? Let's just do it. So it didn't matter at that yeah. point. And, yeah. and what I like about that too, and I think this is like, if you circle back to just now being an entrepreneur, creative and anything like that, is you know, there was no one there to make sure you did that. You had to make sure you did that. Mm-hmm. You, you were know only I mean? gonna know you did that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you had this list of 100, you made it to 40, you know, you got on Yuck Yucks and, and whatnot, you did it quickly, but you know, there was no one to sit there and babysit you and say, you know, Jack, make sure you go out, make sure you do it today, make sure you get your rejection. You I know did I mean? announce it on social media, so I, there were people following the story, okay. so I was using Instagram to, yeah. to, main, to be accountable. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm saying, it put some pressure yeah. on you to actually go but, do it. But nonetheless, you still made that decision to do that. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? And I think a lot of people lack that. They lack that where it's like, they say, oh, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna run every day this month. They run three days, they don't have someone behind them saying, hey, it's the fourth day, get up, go run. Exactly. And they're done. Right. Yeah. You it's need it. to do it. You need to take responsibility for everything in your own life. Yes. And yeah. um, no matter what, because nobody at the end of the day, nobody's people will, will be there to help you, but nobody will be there to save you. You, you kind of got to take that responsibility and, and do it yourself. Nobody's going to save you. <laughs> Only yourself. Ain't nobody's going to save you. Everybody's trying to save themselves. <laughs> so it's it's like, right? Oh, man. Especially know? in a time like this. Like, um, for yeah. sure. What's next for you? What can we what can we expect to see from you in the near future? Maybe in the um, my 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 main goal right now is to I'm, I'm already writing the treatment for the book. Okay. I want to turn the book into a movie eventually, but I'm writing the book. Amazing. Um, and I'm working on something called love blocks, love blocks and human blocks and mental blocks. Okay. And it's a physical thing. It's a physical puzzle. Okay. And um, I'm I'm on to like prototype three right now. Nice. So they're, that they're, they're, they're cool. Right now they're going to be made of wood, uh, but the next um, uh, iteration of them, eventually they'll be plugged into the technology sector and they'll be really, they'll be like made of this material. 
Dope. and you'll like connect them together and they'll do have different phrases and dope. different quotes and open <laughs> source it's, it's going to be cool it's they're going to be really cool that's but that's dope. that's a that's a side hustle that of course take a couple of years um, that's the creative life bro. minimal want that's that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's all you need <laughs> i love it i love um, it let me uh, i did bring something uh from my book a uh, book of poetry that i'm reading and i opened it i said whatever page i opened it to today that's going to be the quote that i leave yeah the, amazing uh, beauty it applied perfectly. Um, so this book is called Inward cool. by Jung I Pablo. Like it's uh, amazing. <clears throat> so, and, and this is, I could sum it up to this and this alone. Wow, I can't believe I opened it to this one today. So everything has, everything has meaning. Yeah. You know, if, you, if, you're, if you're aware and you pay attention. All I, the numbers, everything has meaning. Just follow the path. And it's easy. Yeah. I started speaking my truth when being free became more important than guarding my, the fear of my own ego. Wow. That's literally it. That's literally it. Wow. That's the last hour probably recapped yeah. as well, right? Come exactly. on. That's fucking insane. <laughs> That's a dope book. That's you know cool. what? Honestly, I, I, we were like, I think we were only like 20 minutes into this conversation and I was sitting here and I'm like... I needed this conversation today. Yeah. I, we, we, like, it's been crazy. Business has been crazy for us. For me, life's been crazy more recently. And I just like, fuck, this is, sorry, sorry. <laughs> this is like, I needed this conversation. So I appreciate it, man. Honestly, it's I think been a, a lot of people are going to take a lot from this. This yeah. is not our typical kind of conversation. No, not Usually at all. we talk a lot about marketing and business, mm -hmm. um, but this is so important to touch upon, man. I, and creatives, entrepreneurs are feeling that stress every day. Yes. Ha having the foundation of truth and love. Yeah. And patience yeah. before you get to the business because I think everybody is just scrambling trying yeah. to climb that ladder yeah. uh, and losing themselves in the process if they just take a step back and just focus on truth love and patience it will go a lot smoother a lot easier and actually a lot quicker it's kind of a, it's kind of the paradox yeah if you go slower you will actually accomplish more but everybody's in this this hustle and grind mentality which yep. is actually the opposite it's a marathon not a sprint yeah Damn. Jack, man, it's a pleasure to have yeah, you on. Thank you guys. Uh, where can everyone find you online? Um, Instagram is at Jack Greystone. Mm -hmm. um, I have a link tree that they can get to see all my mm -hmm. other projects going on from there. Oh. It's uh, yeah, Amazing, um, and man. come by and, and everybody's welcome to kind of check out Wanderspace um, to be part of the creative community there. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah you guys should come by and we'll yeah. do a shoot and we'll, Dope. you know, we can always do a podcast from there yeah. about something else yeah, in the future. Yeah. Would love that. I'm in, man. All right, man. I'm in. Appreciate it's been a pleasure. It. Thank you, bro. Yeah, thank you guys. All right, we out. Dean, we out. <laughs>